Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for joining our, our Engineering Experts Group podcast. Um, our, um, we want to thank the contributors of infrastructure. And so that's the intention of this podcast. My name is Sally Buckley, and I'm the Managing Director of Pragmatic Success. We're engaged in management consulting, executive search, and executive, cons- ex- executive coaching. Today, I'm really excited to uh, introduce uh, Rudy Ortiz. And before we bring or- Rudy on today, I'd like to just share a little bit about his background and he'll, he'll uh, share more of his story with us. But uh, Rudy Ortiz is the owner, chairman, and chief executive officer of a Florida-based CES companies, which includes CES Consultants, full-service engineering firm founded in 2001 and CES Construction, which provides integral uh, design, build, general contracting and construction management services. Rudy also has offices in New York and Alabama. Rudy has 30 years of of construction management experience, program management, engineering design experience, and he holds a BS in civil engineering from the University of New York and is a licensed professional in Florida and New York is a certified general contractor in Florida. And Rudy, thank you so much for joining us. Before we get started, I think I just want to share with your audience, our audience, that what we're going to cover today is um, to to learn more about your professional history, to talk about your leadership engagement as it relates to your teams and your offices, perhaps, and also your agencies, uh, clients, anything you want to cover relative to leadership. And then talk about um, what, you th- what you see in the future for CES. So I'm very excited that you've agreed to join us today. So please share your, your story with us. Thank you, Rudy. Thank you so much. Well, thank you, Sally, so much for giving me the opportunity to share my journey. It's, uh, it's been quite a ride uh, since the early days as a child when I envisioned myself at some point uh, becoming uh, an engineer, which uh, quite honestly, uh, the came about from my uncle in the Dominican Republic when I, as a child, I saw him designing and doing drawings and building projects. And I thought that was actually civil engineering when in fact it was an idea came about and it's been a wonderful journey. I've been able to accomplish a lot of things that I set out to accomplish uh, professionally. And I'm really excited. Hopefully through this exercise, I can help uh, the next entrepreneur to to follow his or her dream and become successful. You know, Rudy, before you had the idea, which I'm so impressed that you, I think it's a courageous act. It's obviously something that's um, was deep in your, you know, inside of you that you want to do something like as an entrepreneur. But before you, um, before you started your own company, do you want to share a little bit about your background that, that gave you the structure, the footing, uh, all the, uh, you know, the engineering design work that you might have done or construction. Can you share that with us, Billy, please? Well, I, as, as I said earlier, as a child, uh, I was born in the Dominican Republic, and I always wanted to, to become a, an engineer, and I did that. I uh, had the opportunity to go work for the city of New York a lot, but honestly, in the 10 years that I worked for the city, I was uh, introduced to a lot of the um, major players, major companies, um, a lot of individuals, how to do it and do it well. 
And that became kind of the foundation, the early days of forming my mindset to, to do things correctly, do, do it once, do it correctly, and, and get it done efficiently. That, that has been the foundation. Obviously, my mom, uh, my mother, was a major contributor of, of, of that foundation also. She always wanted me to become uh, educated, a professional, and, and with her uh, tremendous support as a child, I was able to, to accomplish that. So I would say the foundation for me professionally started first by, by uh, my uncle and, and subsequently the support that my mother gave me made sure that I went to school and became a professional and, and that has served as the foundation in the early days. Right. And so, you know, based on your history, as I understand it, you have uh, dedicated uh, your, your, your work life to the water, wastewater business practice. May you, uh, could you share with us what uh, led you to that, please? I, I realized when I, when I was going to um, engineering school that I had an affinity. I, I had a, a passion for open channel flow and, and open channel flow obviously is water. And even though uh, as a civil engineer, you, you're supposed to take courses, say, in, in structural engineering, transportation, I just simply gravitated, gravitated towards the, the water and sewer discipline. And uh, I've had the opportunity to, to work in water and sewer, had the opportunity to work on some of the largest uh, infrastructure improvement projects in, in Florida, uh, New York, as well, and all of it has been in the water, water uh, side of the of the um, uh, profession. It's something that I am very passionate about, and and I've had the the pleasure and the the opportunity. Thankful that I've been able to practice what I what I enjoy the most, which is water and which water. Absolutely, and without saying it, we need you. You know, the um, it's it's just a demand that is never going to go away, which is quite you know, it's quite a I'm impressed with the fact that you made that decision to help us in the infrastructure space because we need this very much. Um, is there anything else that you want to share about your professional history that uh, that uh, might lend to uh, young engineers coming into the to the business um, to entice them to get them excited about their studies? Well, uh, always follow your your heart. Always follow your dream. Um, be passionate about what you do. Uh, have fun. If you if you if you don't have fun, you're not going to be successful. One of the field I've been very successful uh, has been the fact that when I get up in the morning, it doesn't feel like I'm going to work. I feel like I'm doing something that I truly enjoy. And I, as a young engineer, um, even going back to college, my college days, I really look forward to going to school. I look forward to engaging in, in the engineering profession and learning about it. And once uh, all of that translated into a career, I, I just realized that if you do things that you like, if you do things that, are, that you're passionate about, you're not working. You actually are having fun. And having fun is very, very, very important. And I strongly encourage the young professional to make sure that they're having fun, that engineering is not a career uh, for them is, is something that you are very passionate about. So that, that would be my recommendation to the young professionals out there. That's great. That's great. And I think that's uh, it, it, one of the reasons why I'm very passionate about it, Rudy, is because I cut my teeth, so to speak, with Bechtel Corporation 
for 17 years and having that foundation created that, well, I wouldn't say it was fun all the time, Rudy, but I really, I, yes, very demanding. But the thing about it is that I never walked away or drove home at night thinking, oh my gosh, what am I doing? There was something that was exceedingly attractive to, for me, and I'm, I'm actually in the human resources space, but what I loved so much, Rudy, was, was the fact that you guys were out there serving all over the world to help us. And that's why I'm so passionate about doing this podcast. So anyway, um, you know what I want to get into? I want to talk about leadership. You are so influential, I think, in the Florida space, as well as New York and Alabama. But could you talk a little bit about when we when we talk about leadership, it's about engagement. Now, you are involved in so many different groups and and, and I know that you uh, attend many board meetings and things like that. Could you share with your audience? Because I think that's quite influential as well for others to learn about. Well, I, I just simply believe that uh, responsibility professionally is to engage in leadership um, opportunities. Uh, and when I say by that, I think every engineer should become a member of different organization like the American Water Works Association Florida Engineering Society, uh, Leadership Florida, and, and a host of other organizations that provide the opportunity for a young engineer to really establish the connectivity and the relationship that eventually will be successful. And the only way you accomplish that is by participating in, in those professional organizations. It's very important, specifically as a young engineer and those individuals that want to be entrepreneurs down the road, for them to be part of the leadership groups, participate, uh, mentor as they become uh, older in the profession, and just simply overall uh, improve our chosen career. Uh, if we are engineers, we should be participating in some type of leadership in the various organizations, the ESCE, the, like I said, the American Water Works Association. I was past president of the Florida Engineering Society, and now I am the state uh, chapter president. So mm -hmm. it's important for uh, the young people to do that. So could you talk a little bit about your role as a president? What does that mean? Because you have got a, in your chapter there, as well as, as a national space, um, could you talk a little bit about um, what that has given to you and given to others, please? In my case, uh, it, it really allowed me to better understand how I can influence uh, engineering and how I can influence young people. Uh, being a president of an organization is pretty much what you make of it. There isn't such a thing as a, a scripted uh, level of responsibility. It's what you want to make of it. And when I have been president of organizations, I have looked at areas that I can improve, areas that I can make better. Uh, and especially in the society, when I was the president of the Miami chapter, uh, the economy was, and I would say that, that around that, membership was probably at its lowest. Mm -hmm. and, and I was able to engage people to uh, participate in, in, in the committee meetings, to come back um, and participate as part of the Florida Engineering Society in Miami chapter. 
and 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 attracted a new membership. Um, so it, it's again, you know, I cannot emphasize how important that is, Sally, to to participate in those in those committees in 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 organization. It's very very critical for the development of our our profession that that we do that. Yes, and I totally agree. I'm, I was very active with women's transportation uh, seminar and. ARIMA and ASCE and all these other uh, associations, not because I'm an engineer, I want to put that out there, but also because of the, the relationships that you build. And I think that's really important, but I want to remind the, our audience that you're not only involved outside of the organiz your organization, but also you're running a company. So, so keep that in mind, the expansiveness that Rudy offers to this, this world we're in. Um, Rudy, I want to drill down a little bit into your projects because that is an opportunity to celebrate. Now, we also have an anniversary that we're celebrating for you. So let's talk a little bit about projects, uh, the excitement of working with some of these agencies. That's another learning opportunity for some people that may not engage, be engaged the way that you are. Well, I've had the, the, the opportunity to work, like I said, on some of the largest infrastructure projects, the the project that I, when I came from New York, I had the, the opportunity to uh, join the, the pump station improvement program, which that project was a, con a driven project. And it consisted of fixing the, all of the pump stations that were operating uh, over 10 hours uh, in, in, in Miami-Dade County. And that project, quite honestly, was really a success. And it gave me the opportunity to meet in with a lot of firms, it provided a huge opportunity to learn, quite honestly. Uh, but more importantly, the opportunity to understand why it is important to protect the environment. Uh, obviously, sewage overflow is 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 not what what anybody wants to see. But it, in that project, uh, it was a huge success. Like I said, it was a great project. Uh, one of the largest in the country back then and, and to this day still remains a, a, a major project that I'm very proud to have participated on. Um, you know, one of the projects I'm excited about, and I don't know much about it, but I think I'd like to learn from you about it, is your uh, West Avenue North and South Design Build Neighborhood Utility and Resiliency Improvement Project. Can you share, the, share that story with us, please? Absolutely. That is a very awesome project. It's a sea level rise project. It, it's designed to address um, surge, uh, storm uh, surcharges. Uh, uh, the ice caps are melting. I think all of us know that, but we live in Florida. And in addition to sea level rise as a result of the uh, you know uh, ice caps melting, uh, storm events, hurricanes uh, have an impact on on, on, on the road and through this project, Miami Beach, which by the way, everybody talks about resiliency and sea level rise and, and, and that's a wonderful topic of discussion, but Miami Beach is actually doing something about it. CES is the lead, lead designer on, on this project. It's about a hundred million dollar um, uh, construction uh, cost project. And we're the lead designer. It's a project that is addressing Everything on the ground required new pump stations, uh, new infrastructure, new road being raised um, about two and a half feet. So it, it's one of the first projects in the country. In fact, I think it's the first project 
um, in the country that addresses sea level rise, uh, rise at this point. Very, very interesting project. Hey, Rudy, do you see that this project might be replicated in other parts of the company, excuse me, the country, whereby CES could be a leader in other opportunities, perhaps? Absolutely. Uh, in fact, Miami Beach is it's doing that. Uh, West Avenue is one of the first projects that is addressing sea level rise, but Miami Beach has a major uh, uh, master plan that calls for doing the same throughout the city. So that is not only an opportunity for CES companies to be part of, of projects like that, but it's an opportunity for other companies also to, to be part of something that is it's, it's new. Like I said, uh, it's not just being talked about in some conference, City of Miami Beach is doing something about it. And there will be plenty of opportunities, like I said, for CES to continue working on those type of projects. Around the country, yeah. Now, one of the things that uh, that is sticks up in my mind is is I love I love the uh, you know what I've been reading about CES uh, is resiliency, sustainability, and innovation. I just I love that as a kind of a stamp of your direction. Now, um, is there are there any other projects that you're excited about that you're working on right now that uh, you want to share with us? All of the projects that we're working on, to be honest with you, I consider it to be very exciting. Uh, engineering is my passion in uh, projects that we, we're pursuing a project right now. We're not working on it at this point, but it's, it's a uh, $350 million what is from a plant improvement in the city of Florida. Hopefully we'll have an opportunity to really win the project and, and work on it. Uh, I see uh, a path forward for the future and I see a lot of public-private partnerships in, in the water and sewer space. And that, that would be one of the very first projects. We've also worked on a lot of projects aviation related. One of the things that I um, want people to know that even though my passion is water and sewer, my firm has been working on some of the largest aviation projects in Miami-Dade County, in, in Florida Dell, and we worked on other major uh, program management um, um, projects uh, across the country as well. So it, I, I could probably spend hours and hours and hours talking about the, job, the projects that we have worked on, Sally, mm -hmm. um, but it, it's, it's very exciting to, to work on a project that you, that you see from cradle to grave, and fortunately, CES has been doing that for quite a while now. It's exciting. Now, now before we jump into something else, you talked about the uh, aviation work. Could you give uh, us a little understanding of what your role is in the aviation space? Because we understand what you're doing in water. So what abilities does CES offer your agencies and your clients, please? In the aviation space, uh, CES has been working on program management uh, for the most part. We, we did the Southwest Terminal as, as a sub-consultant to another firm. We, we did the North Runway um, as well as consultant baggage handling uh, facility in, 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 at MIA in Miami. Uh, those are major programs and CES have the opportunity to work on those projects and in, in providing uh, high level um, engineering uh, functions. Um, and, and those projects have honestly given us an opportunity to now look ahead at other projects across the country where we can bring that expertise and hopefully have the opportunity to, to work in other airports as well. 
Right. And so would you be working on runways? Are you working on the, the structural at the airport uh, specifically? Um, because I've been engaged in airport projects myself, and that would be helpful for me to understand um, the, the, the specific engineering role on those aviation projects, please. Well, on the aviation projects that we've worked on, we, we serve in a program management capacity. Oh, right. So we have, the, yeah, we have the opportunity to, to engage vertical in the infra in infrastructure on the ground, utility, civil mechanical structural components of those projects. And the beauty of being a program manager is that you 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 touch everything, and and yeah. certainly CES has been blessed and has been able to touch all the different components of of a typical aviation project. So that's why I love program management. I get it. Now um, you talked a little bit about uh, public private partnerships. Now um, that's that's a, a needed. Uh, uh, opportunity for companies to engage. Now, could you share what that means? It's, it's, it's putting an investment into the project. Could you share a little bit about that, please? Yes, and, and basically that comes about when an owner has a, a major project that they don't have the funding for that project. So in that case, a, a team of, of technical expertise, a concessionaire come together to design the project, finance it for a period of time. And, and I think that's a great mechanism. A lot of the major inf infrastructure projects across the country, honestly, that mm -hmm. a lot of the clients just don't have the funding for. So it's a great project delivery for major uh, improvement projects. The funding is a requirement. Um, it's a component of the project that the client just cannot, uh, cannot afford to pay for. And it also helps a, a, a probably a deeper alignment with the agencies or the uh, your clients in a different way because you really are in a partnering uh, because you have your investment in that. Does that make sense? Absolutely. You become a true partner. Um, mm -hmm. That's why they call it a partnership, private and public. It allows you to work with, with that owner and understand their needs to really be able to uh, design a, a that meets their needs. It really, I think, the wave of the future. Now, we talk about the infrastructure bill that just recently passed. And I believe that a lot of uh, public-private partnership type of projects will come from that because uh, that will provide the, the, the ability, uh, the partial funding that, that the municipality or, or the agency would be able to now now um, come up with a fund. Some of the funding, a lot of people think that a PD project is necessarily for 100% of the of the cost of the project. When in fact that that is right. not the case. And I think the P3 model will continue to provide an opportunity in in the in the water and sewer space, as well as in the transportation um, uh, space as well. Yeah, I really want to commend you for your leadership and. And having that, uh, I, I don't know whether the right word is courage, entrepreneurial, uh, you just are a go-getter. There's no question about it. So what I'd love to talk about, if it's acceptable to you, is, is you, you've got an extraordinarily wonderful team at CES. And I'd love to hear a little bit more about uh, maybe the, the organization, if you looked at it from an organizational structure, 
not so much about specific people maybe, but maybe the teams that you have and what they're doing to work cross pollinize, I guess, together to, to work together. Can you share a little bit about your divisions maybe? Absolutely. And you know, that's, that's a very nice um, topic of discussion, Sally, because when people look at someone like me, oftentimes I think I get too much credit for the success of CES. Clearly, CES companies should not be where CES companies are without the participation of some great people. And, and I've been very fortunate to, to have bring, brought on board individuals that have been with CES for a very, very long time, almost to the beginning of time. And, and, and those individuals are the reason that CES has become successful. Currently, the way we're structured is that I am the president and CEO, but I also, uh, part of the organization, have a group of vice presidents that run their respective division, whether it is in the water and sewer space, program management, construction management, the construction company. And obviously, those individuals are supported by a group of leaders within other respective divisions, whether it is marketing, whether it is accounting uh, and, and human resources that ultimately make up this great company. But like I said, without those, without those individuals, uh, CES, it's not just about Rudy, it's, it's a team effort. And, and I'm very fortunate to, to say that I, that I have a great team in place. You do. And I've had the uh, pleasure of, of working with several members of your team. So I, I know that firsthand. There's a tremendous amount of leadership, respect, uh, cooperation, and, and I'm helping to support you on some of the executive search work. So I, I know firsthand the quality of the types of people that are um, are working there, and it's and it's and it's a very impressive group of people. You know, Rudy, one of the things that um, that uh, jumps out at me is we're in this current space in December 2021. Now, um, do you mind touching on COVID for just a couple of minutes because it's so it's 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 affects the landscape across the country. Is there anything you want to share a little bit about how how you've worked to um, get a I don't know if it's about getting around anything. It's about uh, working with the challenge of COVID. May I ask about that for a minute? Absolutely. And uh, the CES, like everyone else, obviously, has been impacted by COVID one way or the other. We have been very fortunate in that uh, the, the impact has been somewhat minimal. But nonetheless, uh, figuring out how to work remotely uh, and still being uh, effective was really a challenge for the entire industry. CES, no exception. But I can tell you this, uh, we figured out very quickly how to do this. And uh, we, we now have the opportunity to consider uh, expanding into places and, and locations that in the past would have been very challenging because you really needed to be there physically. And what COVID has done is that it has given us the opportunity to look at how do you, how do you function remotely? How do you uh, work as a team while working in different places across across the country, so it's it's been quite an experience. But I would say that uh, COVID is something we're going to have to live with for, I believe, the rest of our lives. Hmm. And those companies that have been able to figure out how to maintain the team spirit, how to maintain the efficiency, as if you're working together in in a single office space, uh, using the tools that we now have and the technologies. Those companies are, are going to grow and they're going to be very successful. And, and I believe CES is going to be one of them, Sally. 
I think it's great. And, you know, we've, we're using Teams and Zoom and ways to work with the agencies. So like you said, it's, it's, maybe, it's maybe there's this, a, a bit of a time saver to some extent. Is that correct? It is a time saver. And the funny thing is uh, all of us had, had the tools before. I, I remember that we, we used to set up Teams meetings. And everybody will call in. No, no one will op- open up the cameras. Actually, I, I believe quite a number of people didn't even know that they had the ability to, 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 to engage virtually via video. Uh, so, so again, COVID has given us the opportunity to really analyze the tools that we have, leverage uh, the tools to be more efficient, to be more productive, I noticed, as a matter of fact, a spike in productivity during COVID, believe it or not. So it, 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 we're going to have to live with it. And, and, and like I said, it, it, some, something good has come out of COVID, and that is uh, the industry figuring out how to use the tools that we, that we have uh, at our disposal. Who would have thought, right? I mean, when we were in the middle of March 2020, right? That's kind of when we all had to kind of figure out how to be engaged. And look at where, what, a year and a half later, year, almost two years later, and we're making it work. And, I, and I'm really, I, I, I appreciate it. I've heard this time, uh, time and time again that many managers feel as though once they get their teams organized and you can still do your reviews, you can still manage people, uh, accountability is still required, but it's, it's, I don't know. I think it's great. I think it's great looking at it this way, as opposed to looking at it from a purely negative perspective. So, um, thank you for sharing that story with you. You know, you have an anniversary, you had an anniversary. Let's celebrate you for a minute. Um, tell the team that you, your years of, of engagement, we've gone through a lot of conversation about your buildup but let's 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 do a little talk about your anniversary and way back when when you started that idea not to review all that again but just how exciting it is to be at your years of of celebration well we made the, our 20th anniversary and it, it time goes by so quickly because i still remember when i took the dive um and it was right around september 11th yeah. Uh, so this past September, we made 20 years. It, it has been an amazing ride, um, Sally. Um, I'll tell you, it, it's, it's how quickly time has, has simply gone by. But, but uh, to see a company that I created basically out of nothing, employee number one, to a company that has well over 100 employees now um, across you know, eight offices, uh, in Florida, New York, and, and now Birmingham, it, it's 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 been wonderful to see that. Um, mm-hmm. And I I would encourage those uh, young entrepreneurs that are looking at taking the dive to to go ahead and do it. You know, F- follow your dream. Do Absolutely. It. Uh, if I've done it, you can do it also. Yeah, that's great. Well, you know, this podcast gives people that courage to say, "Yeah, I've been thinking about that for a while." Rudy's doing it, so. And just so, uh, just so you, you know, the audience knows that to go on to your website, CES Consultants website, there's opportunities there for you to look at their open positions, to look at the leadership. It's a beautiful way to see what, uh, what CES has to offer through the website. Um, Rudy, the next part of our podcast, which I'm excited about, 
is to talk about your future. You have a very uh, contagious personality, I would say. So what do you think it's out there in front of you in the next five to 10 years um, expanding, which we know you're going to do? Well, I, again, I continue to look at different markets. Uh, what do we invest? Uh, in which direction we're going to go as a company? And certainly, I look at uh, Texas and California as places where CES wants to wants to be in. We 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 actually were in California for about five years, and we're looking at coming back to California and Texas. But I can tell you, I, I think I mentioned earlier the the infrastructure bill, and I and, and the P three. Uh, project delivery. And I feel that CES uh, will continue to play in the P3 market. CES continue to expand and grow. Our biggest challenge, honestly, and I'm so glad that you mentioned our website. And, and for those folks that want to visit our website, they'll see that we have openings. I think our biggest challenge to get from where we are today to, to where I want us to be five years from now is going to be finding uh, uh, people. Because at the end of the day, we cannot do work without without people. So that's going to be the challenge. CES is going to continue expanding. CES is going to continue looking at the P3 project delivery model, uh, expanding into new markets, providing wonderful opportunities for our employees, uh, so long as you know we can find them. Uh, but but you know again, C CES is looking at differentiating itself uh, by uh, focusing on what we believe is going to be the future and the future. It's going to be a lot of the Sun Bill, a lot of progressive the Sun Bill, something that I am passionate about. In fact, I created CS Construction because I believe the progressive the Sun Bill is going to be the way that a lot of clients are going to um, use to to build their projects. And progressive the Sun Bill is is amazing because it allows the client to remain in control of the project, sitting down to develop the scope with the construction company, uh, all the while uh, getting a guarantee maximum price for the projects, minimizing change orders. So I believe that the wave of the future, P3s, Progressive Design Bill, uh, and CS going to be there in, in the markets where we are now, Sally, and expanding into new markets as well. You know, Rudy, I had the pleasure on, in on a couple of design build projects, but the one I was on last one I was on was uh, the Dulles Corridor Metro Rail project, was, which is a design pill excuse me, design build project for the first phase of a metro project. And as challenging as it was to have the engineers and the construction teams and the subcontractors in the same space working together collaboratively, it doesn't mean we're not fighting together, but it also means that you find a way to get uh, to work together. I, I love the whole design build uh, concept myself. So thanks for letting uh, sharing that with you because I, 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 it's, a, it's a lot of um, opportunity there, isn't there? Absolutely. Progressive design build, design build in general, uh, honestly, uh, brings a team together that has to uh, look at the common, which is designing and building a project to the satisfaction of the owner. And it does have its challenges, but I can tell you that it, it, it also um, eliminates a lot of headaches uh, along the way. So um, again, you know, CES be, became older and, and I believe that, that that's gonna be the wave of the future. I think with a lot of clients, a lot of them don't even understand what progressive design build is. I'm educating them in, in the concept and it's been well received. And I believe that for small, mid-sized and large projects, 
that's going to be really a project delivery that will be accepted across the country. So Rudy, let's talk about progressive. That word is, it, let's just, let's just hone in on that for a minute. What does that mean to you and to your audience, please? Well, a typical design bill um, typically um, brings a design criteria package that may have been put together by, by the owner or by another engineer, uh, pretty much defines the project, uh, how it's going to how it's going to be designed, and and uh, pretty much um, allows the the design builder to establish a a cost for that project based on the design criteria package that is presented to to the team. A progressive design build is different in that it allows the progressive design build team to sit with sit down with the owner to develop the scope of work. It has the flexibility that it allows the owner at any point in time during the design phase to change. And uh, it allows the team to make those changes. And ultimately, uh, by the time you get to 100% design, you are able to develop a, a guaranteed maximum price for that project, keeping the owner pretty much in control throughout the life of the design of the project. So that is the difference. The design criteria package for a typical design build establishes uh, the project, the design, and progressive design build gives the owner the flexibility to modify the design along, 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 along the way and, and establish a guaranteed maximum price at the end that, that the contractor has to build a project for. So that, those are the subtle differences. Right. And I know a, a lot of people confuse them, but but progressive design build really keeps the owner in control of the project um, and, and fixes kind of a guaranteed maximum price for the construction of the project. Fantastic. All right. Well, I you have done a magnificent job to share and get, I'm enthused. <laughs> so I'm sure that our audience is going to be very enthused about it. And, and I think um, I'm just feeling uh, grateful for the, uh, the, the visit with you, to hear your story, uh, to give us all encouragement to follow our dreams. And I think the other thing that I want to take away, and there's so many things that we're all going to take away from this meeting together, is, is that your enthusiasm, and when you talked about having fun, Rudy, not everybody thinks like that. And I think it's a really important aspect to, to wake up and say, if you're not having fun, figure out maybe Rudy's the guy that you want to work with, right? Um, <laughs> right? That's what we want to do is, is bring people to you. Is there anything else that you would like to share before we say our goodbyes, please? Uh, you know, I think we'll cover pretty much the, the entire spectrum. And I'm glad that you are closing it out with, with what I mentioned about having fun. Because quite honestly... If you don't have fun, it's just work. So my final advice to all the engineers out there in the industry is have fun. Get up in the morning, ready to go, and it's not going to be work. It's going to be a successful project that you would enjoy talking about for years to come. If you just do it for, like I said earlier, the money, then it's work, it's no longer fun, and you're not going to enjoy yourself. So that would be my, my closing advice here, Sally. 
thank you for giving me this opportunity to share my journey. And, and like I said in the beginning, I hope that listen to the podcast. The one thing that they learned from me is that you should always follow your dream and enjoy it while doing it. Because if it, if it is fun, you're going to be successful. 100%. Fantastic. So my gift to you is that you're going to be published on YouTube, multi-sites. We're also going to be sending out a distribution to several thousand people um, to, um, to share the story so that everybody gets uh, pumped up and enthusiastic about not only engineering, not only construction, but all the, all the people that contribute to this, uh, to all of the projects. So it's, it takes, it takes a whole lot of people. And Rudy, I just want to thank you so much for uh, joining me. This has been a huge pleasure for me. And I, I, I look forward to seeing you in lights out there in the podcast world. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Thank you so much, Sally.